Welcome to the Move on Mark Wrestling Podcast with Shane, Captain Jenny, Shane, Captain Jenny. All these super marks of wrestling, every time is guaranteed. Join the Move on Mark Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Luba Marks Wrestling Podcast. This is Wrangler, and I have Jenny along with me. Say hello, Jenny. How's it going, everyone? We're back. We're back. Yeah, we took a week off because Jenny was uh, road tripping. Uh, Jenny, how was your road trip? It was beautiful. I love Colorado, man, and I don't get to go out there in the winter enough. And I, I got some winter. It was cold, and they had one day. Well, I mean, it kind of lasted for three days, but it was really supposed to be one day of a wind advisory with up to 80 mile an hour wind gusts. So that was great when it was blowing snow in your face when you're having to walk the dog. Beautiful. 80, but it was worth it. It was beautiful out there. 80 mile an hour wind gusts with snow. Yeah. Yeah. Because the little town I stay in, it's in a valley anyway, so any wind is brutal. But you throw in those wind gusts, and man, I was, my, my, my coat was making me kind of turning me into like a parasail a few times. It was quite interesting. But, I, but uh, worth it. It was, like I said, it's beautiful out there anytime, but there's just something a little more magical about the mountains when there's snow. So it was a good trip. It was a good trip. A little short. Last trip. Did some different things, and it was fun. It's good. Yeah. You're good. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm getting too old for this road tripping stuff. It takes me longer to recover when I get home. I'm still beat and exhausted, but, you know, it's worth it. I know how it is. You know, I, I used to be able to, back whenever I was, uh, 21, 22 years old, I used to be able to go go home, take a five-hour trip back home to West Virginia, and then come back to North Carolina all on the same day. And let me tell you, that that ain't happening no more. <laughs> no. I mean, it's about a 10-hour drive. And we get out there really quick, but for some reason, the trip back just takes us longer. I think it took us like 11-ish hours this time to get back, because we stopped more often, and being crammed in the back seat with a dog who takes up most of the seat and has to be touching you the whole time because she's a snuggle butt. But so you get a little cramped, but it's worth it. It's fun. I love it. I'll keep doing it for as long as I can. I don't blame you. I don't you know. blame you. So there was a lot that happened while you were gone last week. I say a lot kind of happened right before we left, uh-huh. and then after I've been gone, and uh-huh. it's it's continuing to happen. Yeah, it's continuing to happen. Let's uh do a little summary here. The first thing I have down is QT Marshall is leaving AEW. Yep, QT Marshall QT Marshall is gone from AEW. So he's gone, gone now, not gone, gone. Yes, he's okay. Gone, I gone. Did, I couldn't quite remember what the timeline was. So yep, I can't remember when I wrote gone. this one down. It's been on there, because it's the first one on my list, it's been on there for a couple weeks. Uh, Sonny got sentenced to 17 years in prison and 8 years of probation. Oh, yeah. I, I knew that was coming, like, last year, though. She was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she... she you, can talk, you, you want to talk about somebody spiraling out of control at, at Sonny. Yeah. Big old spiral. Big old spiral. Like, right down the toilet bowl. That's how, that's how bad... That's, that's how bad life for her has been. I feel bad for her in a way, but, you know, she's made all these decisions that uh, has led to where she's got to, or it has led to where she's gotten to. So, uh, you know, hopefully she goes into the Hooskow and rehabilitates herself and comes out on the other side better. Yep. That's always what you can hope for. 
Now, this next one was met with some interesting reactions. I don't know if you saw any of it, but it came out that apparently Daniel Bryan headed up the disciplinary committee that made the decision to fire Punk from AEW. Yeah, I've seen that. And, but this came out at kind of a weird time where people were kind of giving Tony Khan some shit for his answer in an interview about what he thought about Punk being in WWE now, and he kind of had a weird little, you know, Tony Khan-esque answer uh-huh. that only Tony Khan can give, where it's just kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then the next day, this comes out. So people were like, is Tony covering his ass, trying to, like, take the heat off of him and put it on Daniel Bryan? Or is this just coming out now because it was going to come out now anyways? Kind of a what? Well, Brian had said the committee was more than just him. The, the committee is lawyer. There's there's a lot a bunch of lawyers and whatnot on his committee. Right, but I think he was the one that headed it up, at least like by like the talent side of things. Right, he headed up on the talent side of things. Uh, he said the decision for him wasn't an easy one. He didn't want to do it, but he had. But but he he took the advice of the lawyers to heart, and he done what he thought was the right thing to do. Right. And it probably was the right thing. Probably to do. was the right thing to do, yeah. Now, this next one I find very interesting. Apparently, Warner Brothers is the front runner to potentially be the new home for Monday Night Raw. It's wild, isn't it? They're going to put their shows up against each other. The same network could be potentially carrying both WWE and AEW. Well, CW is both carrying both WWE and the NWA. Well, that's different. They're it's... not competing against each other. Uh, no, but I mean, they're on the same network. That's crazy yeah, I think, to me. I think they're a little more... I don't know. That's crazy to me. Level-headed but, and... I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, but yeah, no, that could be... I mean... Warner, is, Warner is Brothers... Warner Brothers going to keep both? Are they going to ditch AEW to get Raw? Are they going to... That's a good question. not go for Raw and just keep AEW? That, I mean, what does this mean? That's a good question. That's a good question because AEW's television contract is coming up here very soon. Right. And if and if WWE goes to TBS, there's no way they have two separate wrestling shows on that on that network. No chance. I mean, the, with basketball, that would be a lot for TBS to handle. Right. Because you'd have wrestling on almost every night, but then still trying to fit in your NBA contracts and different things uh-huh. that they do. I mean, don't do they still carry? I mean, they carry a lot of college basketball. I think still during the NCAA tournament too, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think TBS is one of those like extra channels that gets used. Yeah. And then, do they still cover baseball? Uh, playoff baseball. Well, I mean, they do, yeah. they do some regular season games like on Saturdays or whatever. But mostly yeah. it's just playoff baseball now. It's not like they have every Braves game on there like they used to way back in the day. Right. So, like, that's going to be a lot of interruptions for the wrestling if they do this. So, I don't know I, what's going to happen. So, so let's, let's, play a little bit of, uh, let's play a little bit of what if on it. Let's say what if Warner does, uh, does get Raw. And puts it on. Let's say that Raw moves from that stays on Monday night, but stays on TBS. I think no matter what, from what I've been hearing, it's gonna stay on Monday night. Okay, so let's say it goes to TBS. 
So now USA's going to be looking for something to go on Monday night. Yeah. AEW. AEW will not go without television contract. I guarantee you. Oh no, no. The numbers, the, their numbers, their numbers. Even though their numbers are small in comparison to what WWE does, and down pretty significantly, and, and down pretty significantly, pretty significantly from what WWE. Does. Which makes me want. That's the part that makes me wonder mm-hmm. about if um, they're going to keep them. USA would still would still try to get AEW. Now they yeah, but can USA balance the fifteen AEW shows? USA wouldn't have to. USA oh, that's right. To... I guess they don't all air. They don't all air on TBS. Right. Do they, they don't. Well, they some of them I air mean, on TNT. But that's still kind of the same umbrella. Yeah. Two of them air on TNT. So I mean, do they just take Dynamite and leave the other ones with Warner? I mean, you could see that. I mean, I mean, I could see that happening. Potential. Yeah, Potentially, potential I could see that happening. But... I mean, I guess Warner's only looking to get Raw, not SmackDown and NXT. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's bizarre. I guess SmackDown and Raw have very rarely been on the same channel, except for that few years just recently where they were both on USA. Yeah, SmackDown, so, SmackDown has been on uh, broadcast television more often than not. Right, I mean, ever since I started watching wrestling, Raw has been on USA. Raw has always, uh, always been on USA other than like the two years it went to, to the old national network. If anybody remembers that, watch what used yeah. what uh, is uh, what used to be Spike TV. I don't know. I'm not for sure what it is now. Oh, sure. that's right. I forgot about the Spike TV. Part. Yeah, yeah, it used to be Spike TV. Uh, they went to Nashville Network. E- uh, ECW was on there for a couple of years too. Maybe because a year it Heat bounced around, SmackDown bounced around, mm-hmm. but Raw was usually pretty significant. Raw, yeah, Raw typically or stayed not significant, consistent, consistently stayed on USA, but everything else would bounce around. Uh, SmackDown has been on broadcast television, which is the free television, more often than not. I mean, that's the kind of really the kind of deal you want for it to go on free TV, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want to sell, you don't want to get the rights to SmackDown to CW for. I mean, I'm sure they got NXT for way less than what the what uh, USA paid for SmackDown. Oh, I'm sure. You know, probably a third of what. Yeah, you know, I'm not for sure the numbers on it, but I'd say it's I mean, at, least, at least half, right? The Fox deal for SmackDown was huge. Yeah, that's a, that's a billion dollar deal. I'm trying to. Oh wait, but SmackDown's coming back to USA. Yeah, SmackDown's coming back to USA. Did I know this? Apparently not. Oh, thank God, because I don't like it on Fox. Fox yeah. kind of ruined SmackDown a little bit, because I feel like Fox's production, there was always a weird tone to it. It sounded like they were in a tunnel. It's gotten better this year, but the first couple of years that SmackDown was on Fox, heck, God, SmackDown's been on Sci-Fi, CW, UPN, and My Network TV. It's been on a lot it's of been different channels. Yeah, yeah it, SmackDown's been everywhere. Uh, the the reason why it sounds weird like that because all of Fox sports sound weird like that. Every any sporting event on Fox sounds sounds like that. I, I get it might be the something with their sound 
makes it sound that way. I don't know. It sounds it worse in an indoor arena, though. I don't know if they just have such like a high contrast sound system or whatever that it's just not conducive to indoor arenas like it is for like a football stadium or a baseball stadium. But it just. It don't. Yeah. It, it sounds like those tubes where you turn them upside down and it makes the funny noise, but mm. every time the crowd would yell, it just would sound like those weird tubes. Yeah. And it drove me nuts for years. But it was only on cable. If I was streaming it on something, it wasn't that bad. It was very bizarre. Hmm. But anyways, getting off topic. Yeah. So yeah, Fox paid a billion for SmackDown in 2019. And now it's been bought back by USA for roughly $1.4 billion. So it's gone up. It's gone up. It'll go up every year. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, it's, it's been the top show for a little while. I think Raw's kind of flipping it and bringing it back to being the top show. Mm -hmm. But when you had all the Roman Reigns stuff going on, SmackDown was the it show. So I'm not surprised. Anywho. So we'll just have to see what happens with that, with what happens with Raw. I don't know what the timetable is for when they're looking for a new deal, but that's the latest that I've heard about it. A fan apparently tried to attack Grayson Waller at a live event last weekend, I believe. I think it was last Saturday, Sunday, one of those two days. Oh, I didn't hear about this. He was immediately stopped by security. I don't think he even completely made it over the barricade ah, in the video that I saw. Okay. So, that was good. Yeah. Good on. Keeping him safe and keeping him safe from uh, him and the wrestlers safe because wrestlers are probably without a doubt would take liberties and kick the crap out of him because once you enter that ring you're a fair game right and we've talked about this before don't do it don't i mean unless you just want your ass kicked don't do it we've seen what happens when they get their ass kicked mm -hmm. jeff hardy has been quoted as saying he feels like a ghost in aew just like he did in wwe when I first came back to AW, it was pretty exciting. I didn't know what was going to be happening in the near future, but I think the last time I was in this extreme dimension of y'all's podcast, his brothers, I said that in WWE, I felt like I was a ghost just walking around backstage. Honestly, man, I kind of still feel like that at AW just because of not being involved in something cool. I feel like there's something so special that we, him and his brother, have within us to really bring out. In other words... Jeff is delusional, doesn't realize he's old, and really probably shouldn't be doing stuff that's cool. Well, sorry, Jeff. Well, you know, uh, the, the 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 nostalgia pop is over for Matt and Jeff. I and, mean, it, and, they would if they came back to WWE, they would get it again. They would get it again, but but they just need to not expect to be doing something. They're just a nostalgia pop at they're, this point. They're, yeah, they're just a nostalgia act at this. Point. They're too beat up. They can't move. You know, you worry about Jeff relapsing if he gets hurt again. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm it, sure down the line somewhere they'll try to do an Edge and Christian, Matt and Jeff thing if they still have them all under their umbrella when it comes to time. So, I don't know. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I just, yeah, they're just. Uh... They're just a nostalgia act at this point in time. Now you can say that uh, Edge and Edge and uh, what? So Edge and Christian, they're in a major storyline. Yes, they are a nostalgia act, but they are in a major storyline. Well, Edge is still new, and that Edge is still is very why. new. Yeah, 
that a- give, it, very new there. give them a few more months. Once they finish up with them, they'll be ghosts too. I think. That's well, kind of what happens. It's kind of what happens when you're when you're a, a, an aging veteran. That's kind of what happens. You kind of get put on the bench a little bit, and you don't have all the storylines that you would want to have when you was thirty years old. You don't get all the all the cool stuff you was doing back then. Yeah, you, know, you can't come out weekly, putting your body completely on the line. You gotta. I mean, it's kind of the way Edge was doing it during his WWE rerun here at the end. He didn't want to be. I mean, he wanted to be consistent, but in chunks to give himself time to recover mm-hmm. so that he could be top-notch each time he came out. Right. And he was. And he was. He still, he never, I mean, you could tell that he was tired in the ring, but he was still going. Now, if he were to have been running the whole solid year, every day, every pay-per-view. No, there's no chance he could have. He wouldn't have been able to do it. He wouldn't it, have no. been able to do it, no. I mean, you can still be in the best shape of your life at his age, but you're still going to get gassed easier. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's the curse of being a wrestler, I think. They just get that adrenaline rush. It's their drug of choice in a way that it's hard for a lot of these guys to give it up. Well, Matt and Jeff are, are what? In their, you know, I think Matt, uh, Jeff's in his mid 40s and Matt's in his early 30s, or early 40s, I mean. Flip that. Oh. Jeff's the younger one. Jeff's the younger one. Okay, so, so, and I think they're both mid to late forties because there's not yeah. that big of an age gap between them. Now, see the style they wrestle. Now, mid forties for a pro wrestler is really not old. No, but it's the style of wrestle. Uh, the style they've wrestled for twenty five years is Matt yeah. is forty nine. He will be fifty next year oh, in wow. September. I didn't realize he was that old. Jeff is 46. 46. So, yeah, there's a three-year age difference between them. Okay. So, yeah, they're both on the back nine. Uh, but still, you got uh, Christopher Daniels out there still working like he's always done. But you, know, you got they, – they've got to come I – th- I think it's – with Jeff, it's – he doesn't want to come to the reality of that. His best days are behind him, and he's not going to be able to do – they're not going to book him in all the cool stuff he used to be able to do. And they shouldn't. And they shouldn't. Because, see, with Edge, he doesn't do the high-flying shit. He doesn't do the risky bumps. He doesn't. Nope. And he never, I mean, he did, but not to the extent that Matt and Jeff did. Yes, he did the ladder matches, but he wasn't doing them all the time. No, no. And Jeff was always doing the swanton. Matt was doing the leg drops. Edge just had the spear. Mm-hmm. You're not. He wasn't doing the as impactful bumps. So I think that's kind of helped him. Well, I mean, plus then he got nine years off. Yeah, he had nine but, years off too. That's kind of helped him out. It's a blessing in disguise, really. Right. Uh, that with his style, he can have the longevity because it, you know, I don't like saying that forties is old, but in their line of work, it is. It is. I mean, it's crazy to me when you hear them talk about how for athletes, you know, whether it's NFL or whatever, you know, oh, they're, you know, 32. They're getting up there. They're probably going to retire soon. I'm going, fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, thir- when you hit 30 in the NFL, that's that you, you, you could go into a sharp decline. It's very rare that a player hits 30 in the NFL and doesn't decline. 
30 is right. like the 30 is like the line and it happens every season somebody hits 30 years old and they just they fall it's like they fall off a, fall off a cliff if they're not i think a lot of it has to do with injuries they've sustained mm-hmm. throughout their career too i mean if you've been lucky to avoid a lot of surgeries and stuff you're a little better off but i mean and it's the same thing with wrestling though. yeah it's the same thing with wrestling uh you know it's once you i mean in your mid-30s when you when you're mid-30s you're pretty much in your peak as when a you pro look wrestler at, you know, like Kofi, Dolph, Miz, they're all low to mid 40s at their age now. Mm-hmm. And they're going great. It's because, you know, Miz, he's going to wrestle forever. He's he, going to be one of those ones that can. Yeah. I mean, he's taking chunks of time off, though. He's taking, he's, especially he's when taking, he was doing like his Hollywood face. Yeah. But he, he, he works super safe anyway. He doesn't take any chances. Right. He works super safe anyhow. Kofi, Kofi has took some chances in the past, but he, it's not so much now with Kofi. His it, chances were different. I mean, yeah, he's had some different. like fluky injuries, but nothing no, major, major. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, it's different for Kofi. You, you know, Kofi Kofi's considered a high flyer, but it, it seems not, like he is a lot safer than what he's a what, like call, Jeff Hardy he's, he's a bouncer yeah he's not a flyer to me I mean he does some jumps but not he's not landing swan tons right on his neck yeah the way that Jeff did and kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that he's not doing the high impact yeah and it's that impact that causes the issues I think but so yeah we'll see what happens with the Hardy boys at their age yeah, they're the hard. They're almost the hardy grandpas, right? At this age, but uh, and they're hardy dads for they're sure. They're hardy dads for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, and you know I've got a soft spot for those boys. They were my thing as a child, well, a child, teenager, preteen, but they were what I grew up with. I will always have a soft spot in my heart for the Hardy Boys, but at the same time, I'm fine if they never grace my television again. Well, you know, I, I've watched the I've watched the Hardys on on TV. I've had the Hardys on TV and at live events for God, ninety six. So from ninety six all the way up here up now, so we're almost thirty years mm-hmm. of me watching the Hardys. We're at twenty eight years. I'm at twenty seven, twenty eight years of me seeing the Hardys. I mean, I started watching them in their prime in WWE. I remember when they was jobbing out in Smoky Mountain wrestling. They were two young kids in Smoky Mountain wrestling. Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff hadn't even hit. Uh, Jeff, I think Jeff was like fifteen or sixteen. Yes, yeah, so he was not mm-hmm. the correct age to be doing right. what he was doing. Right. That's public knowledge at this mm-hmm. point in time that he yep. was lying about his age. He was lying stuff, about his age. Yeah. I mean, even when he signed his WWE contract, I don't think he was old enough. No, yet. he was sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen or seventeen, he wasn't old enough. <laughs> But they, they, you know, they, you know, God love them, but they've had a hell of a career. I mean, you gotta, you just can't, you just can't look and be sad about. Oh, I'm not doing anything cool anymore. But dude, you've been doing cool shit for thirty years. Yes, and look where it's gotten you. And look Drug where it's problems, gotten you. Rehab, drinking problems, rehab, drunk driving, rehab. Slow down, man. It's time to slow down. You want to go sign some autographs and hit that and hit that route? That's that's fine. You're going. You'll make money forever signing autographs. That's it. Your WrestleCon days are here. Yeah. You might, I mean, and I'm A little match here and there. No swantons. Yeah. You know. You want to hit the, yeah, you want to hit the con tour now? I mean, yeah, you'll be be signing autographs and making a ton of money. Yeah. 
And you'd be wondering why, why you'd be wondering why you wasn't doing this ten years ago. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, just five years ago, right? Nineteen twenty. Yeah, five years yeah. ago. Five years ago, he was back in WWE. Yeah, I mean, he can he can ask. I mean, he can ask for whatever price he wants. Basically, Jeff Hardy. He's he's as popular as any wrestler will ever be. What they need to do with the, I mean, a little bit wacky but creative minds that they both have, they would be a great addition to someone's creative team. <laughs> Absolutely, they would. Anybody, WWE, AEW, Impact, mm -hmm. NWA, anybody would benefit from them being on their creative team for character development. Hey, just look at the just look at the uh, matches, the cinematic matches they have at the Hardy Compound. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's you know they would be perfect in creative. They would do great in creative, but that's not what neither one of them wants. They're wanting they need. They're wanting to hold on to it as long as they can. No. They need to take a note from their buddy Hurricane. Mm-hmm. And just sit their ass on a creative team and become producers or work with kids' characters or just anything yeah. that is not physicality. And just stay out of the ring, boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about time for them to, you know, wrap it up on the back nine. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and take it home. Call it a day, boys. You've had a good one. Oh, for sure. They will be Hall of Famers. Oh, easy. No doubt. Easy. First ballot. It's, it's going to be a few years, but they'll be Hall of Famers. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they can be in it by next year. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know how the Hall of Fame stuff's going to work now that Vince isn't in charge. Yeah, Triple H, is. Uh, he, he seems to be a bit more willing he's to. He's not a grudge holder. No, nah, he's not holding any grudges against anybody. So, they're, yeah, that's why CM Punk's back. Hell froze over. Yep. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. Because I've got some feelings and things I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, Akado. 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 Oh, fuck. Now I'm all frazzled. Kazuchika Okada Okada. Is going to be a free agent come, I guess, January. Mm-hmm. Right after Wrestle Kingdom. As I just said, in 24. I'm not quite sure when mm -hmm. that will be. Apparently, WWE had trademark issues with Jey Uso's Yeet. Yes, they did. I think that has been resolved as of today because Uso tweeted yeet. Okay. So, so I think that's a good point yeah, now. They, they must have gotten it. it sorted. Yeah, they probably bought it. I, mean, I don't know who owned yeet in the first place. It's, I just, I hate trademark. It, it, it was, a, it, words, yeah, but. it was an independent, independent pro wrestler. I can't remember his name. I did see who it was. Yeah. He, he, he probably took that check and was glad to take that check. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently AEW let Kevin Sullivan, their VP of post-production go. Okay. Now that's not the Kevin Sullivan that was in uh, WCW now. That's not the right, because Kevin he Sullivan. tweeted and was like, I did not get let go. Yeah. And I was like, wait, yeah, that's not... I, I almost deleted my thing. And then I was like, no, wait, hold on. This is a different Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, that's, I that's comments. Different Kevin Sullivan. Not. And everyone's like, and this is the day everyone learned that there are two Kevin Sullivan's. Yeah, in wrestling. Not the taskmaster, not the taskmaster. Uh, WWE released Mackenzie Mitchell. And I honestly didn't even notice that she was gone. It was a little bit of a weird move for me. I, I, I thought she'd done a fine job on NXT. She grew on me a little bit. I think she was the one, I can't remember if it was her or not, said she was a little too, like, TV anchor news reporter. Very stiff with her delivery for a while, but I think she was 
loosening it up. She was loosening but. it up. She would she would banter back and forth with with the with the talent. Is she the one I'm thinking of? Where she would and here standing with me today is which is that is that that's her? Of, was it? That yeah, was her. Okay, I that's her. So. Yeah, that's her. But she got better. She had such a random ass rotation of all these women just randomly showing up. Like I'm supposed to know who the fuck they are lately that I can't keep them straight. They've had too many different people. They need to stick with Byron and um, Kayla. Right. Yep, Kayla? Kayla. Yeah. Kayla Braxton has been there has been there as long as any woman has. She's been there for years now. Because I mean, forever it was you know Mike Cole used to be doing the backstage stuff. Uh huh. And then it was Renee for a long time. They just need to keep it two people. Yeah. Byron and Kayla. I know who they are. You keep throwing all these brunette and blondes at me, and I'm getting them confused. Anyways, there's that. And um, Randy Orton after making his return, which we'll talk about again a little bit later, is officially signing to SmackDown yeah, as of last week. He looks good, doesn't he? God dang. He broke me. Chiseled. Today. Chis- he's that chiseled. Fucking, yeah, I mean, dude was fucking jacked. Um, but when he gave the check to Nick Aldis, and this is for 100000 the fines, only 50000 Oh, yeah, that's for next time. <laughs> Just already doubling down on his payments because he knows he's going to hit him again. Yep, he's going to hit him again. He killed me. God damn. Yeah, you can Randy tell he's Orton. having fun. Yep. Yeah, you can tell Randy's having fun. Randy was having fun before he left, and he, he's having fun now that he's back. I, for one, am glad to see Randy back. It gives Roman a whole new opponent to sick his teeth, sick his teeth into, so to speak. Yeah, so it gives us a little bit of a break between whatever's going to happen for Roman between now and Mania. Mm-hmm. Let him let him fight Randy at Royal Rumble. We'll have a good little match. And then we focus on whoever is going to face right. him at Mania. Mm-hmm. Cody, probably. probably. In the fuck at this point, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, it, I, I saw someone point out, you know, there are so many just organically over baby faces right now in WWE, which is something that has not happened in years. Oh, I know. I know these guys are doing so well. And just because, you know, then what do you do? Because you've got Sammy, you've got Kevin, you've got Jay, you've got L.A. Knight, you've got Randy now, Cody. How many many of these guys would Vince try to bury to keep them from getting over? All of them. All of them. Well, I mean, I don't know. He wouldn't try to bury Randy. He wouldn't try to to bury Cody. But L.A. Knight Knight wouldn't have a chance with, with, with Vince there. No. No chance. No shot with L.A. Knight. He'd bury him. He'd take him off TV. I mean, remember, L.A. Knight started out as a heel. Yeah. Well, no, he started out as Max Dupree. Yeah, he started out as Max Dupree. L.A. Knight got, got over big in NXT just because just because he's charismatic. He's very charismatic, and that's what carries him, I think. I but, think at this point last year, he was a fucking heel. He was a heel. He, he was, was barely on TV. He was almost right. out of the company. Well, shit. I mean, forget about... We talk about barely on TV. I forgot Karrion Cross existed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Karrion Cross is back. He's he back from filming a movie. That man films a lot of movies. Oh, he was doing a movie. Okay. Yeah, he's doing a movie. That's why he's not been around. Okay. Uh huh. That's why he's not been. Because I kind of forgot about him. Yeah, that's why he hasn't been around. Okay. Bobby yeah, Lashley. Bobby Lashley is jacked. Bobby Lashley's always jacked, though. Well, yeah. That's not. That's not breaking news, man. No. <laughs> that's. That's all day. That's not day. breaking. That's not breaking news at all. But what is what is weird though is because Bobby and the Prophets are heels, but they but get cheered. They get cheered like baby faces. People are refusing to boo them. They, they don't want to boo them. 
You can't. They, they don't want to boo Bobby and Bobby and the Prophets and and their heels. I mean, they didn't have a problem booing Bobby for a while, but to me, they're not changing the Prophets enough. They haven't done anything dastardly enough, and they're still coming out dancing to their music. The only thing that changes, they don't spray solo cups anymore, but they're still coming out doing the same, you know, hip wiggling motions and whatever. They need either new music that's not as catchy. They need to do something dastardly. I mean, they're probably going to take out LA Knight, honestly, at this point. But that, that that would be the only way. That'd be the only way. They have to do a three on one on LA Knight to maybe get, be, Randy, th- maybe get booed. Kevin's already, you know, injured. Whether it's real or fake, I don't know. I guess that's the next point I got on here is what, a couple broken fingers or something. Yeah. Broken hand. I don't remember. Yeah. You know whether that's legit or not. I don't know. He don't care. I promise you, he doesn't care. No. <laughs> he doesn't care. That's not going to slow him down. Or no, wait. No, they're on SmackDown because they're on tonight. Um, you know, they're going to have to do something that's going to turn the crowd. Because just joining up with Bobby hasn't been enough. No, because people still cheer Bobby. There's still... Montez needs to stop doing the frog splash. That's going to be one I'm going to give him. Because that makes people interested in him. Yeah. He needs to stop doing that. He needs to go up and tease it and then not do it. That'll help. That'll be something because people look forward to that because mm. they just want to see how high he's going to go. Yeah. They need to do something dastardly. And just their attitude hasn't changed enough. No. And yeah, they don't make the quips and the jokes. They're, they're a little, little bit more, more serious. Ser- they're a bit more serious, but they're but not it's serious not enough. enough. Yeah, they're right. not serious enough. So they've changed their entrance motions, changed their entrance music. They need to do something. Because it's just, what they've done is not quite enough. I think they thought that maybe Lashley had enough heat that it would be enough, but it's not. It turns out Bobby didn't have very much heat at all. Not enough. Not enough. Not and, enough. Then, and then they put him out here, and they, they put him out there for the tribute for the troop show. And he gets, and, and announced that he was an Army Ranger, and he gets, I mean, he gets the pop of his life. After in front of his, uh, after in front of the, the military. Troops, that doesn't count. That's a, that's an asterisk show. No, it's SmackDown tonight. It was tribute. It's tribute to the troop show, wasn't it? No, it was. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't count for character. Well, I know it doesn't count for character, but still. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's with an asterisk. It's what you're putting after, though. You're putting after that, hey, he's a great guy. He defended our country, and everybody's going nuts for him. That's what you're putting on TV. Yeah, but it doesn't count towards the regular SmackDowns, in my mind. It's just. It's a special little sideshow. Tribute to the Troops. I love Tribute to the Troops. I like what they do. But that's all they've got for headlines from the past couple of weeks. Do we want to real quick blow through the preview for NXT deadline tomorrow? Yeah, let's do that. And we'll, let's do that, and then we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about War Games. Because I've got thoughts on the war game stuff and what's happened afterwards i i had a huge thought last week this week kind of threw a wrench in my thought but i'm still gonna go with it so we'll talk about that okay it looks like there's gonna be a pre-show match tomorrow which is axiom versus nathan frazier i don't care yeah i mean both great people but great 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 athletes axiom axiom 
feels like he is main roster ready. We've seen him on the main roster before. Uh, he feels like both these guys feel like they're main roster ready. I uh, like Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier's a hell of a talent. But I've seen these two guys wrestle like seven or eight times in the last six months. I don't care. It'll be a um, it'll be a great match. It'll be a great match, but it's something I've already seen. All right, you've got your men's Iron Survivor Challenge, which is Dijak, Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, and Tyler Bate. This is the most unique match WWE does all year. The Iron Survivor matches. Uh, the cast of characters in this year are really, really. Uh, it's weird. There's a lot of stories. There's a lot of stories inside of stories here. Uh, I haven't been keeping up with NXT enough to know. If, if you know, I, I almost want to pick Josh Briggs. And I know that's, that's like a really big upset. Because you'd think Josh Briggs is going to be the guy to take all the falls. And I think he will take a couple of falls in the match. But I almost, you would think it's going to be Trick, because Trick seems like he's on a upward trajectory. You'd think it's going to be Trick. I don't think it's going to be Braun Breaker. Breaker's had his moment in the sun. I don't think it's going to be Dijak. Of the, t I think Trick Williams, Trick Williams is the odds-on favorite to win the match, I guess. But Josh Briggs, it's just something bothered me about Josh Briggs being in this match. Maybe he's the guy in there to take all the pinfalls. Maybe he's the guy to get the upset. We, I mean, it's just what we thought last year about Grayson Waller being in the match, and Grayson Waller won the match. So maybe this is, maybe they're, want, maybe we're trying to give Josh Briggs a push here. I think Josh Briggs is going to win it. Okay, this is the match with the penalty box. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about this match. Yeah, no, I do really like this. Yeah. That's an I I would like to see a main roster Survivor Challenge match. Oh, I think he'd work out really well in the main roster. Yeah. That would be an interesting... Can you have a title on the line in one of those? I yes, wonder? you can. Yes, you I can. Guess, oh, this, well, this is number one contendership. But... This is for number one contender, but if you have a... Uh, say if you have a title that's held up or vacated... This, this would a, be an interesting be match, I think, very... to have it like have one of these at wrestlemania this would be a very interesting match to have for like maybe the ic belt and you put it on somebody that you didn't expect to win the match and they come out winning it yeah 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 i mean i'm always i'm a sucker for an ic title ladder match at mania but this would i think be an interesting way to get multiple people on a mania card in an interesting way very unique gimmick match very unique i do really like it uh, for the women's one, you have Tiffany Stratton, Last Legend, Blair Davenport, Kalani Jordan, and Fallon Henley. I think this is Blair Davenport's match to win. I think Blair Davenport's going to, I think she's going to be the one to win it. Uh, Kalani Jordan, as much as I like her, they're just not, she's just going to be in there eating pins. I like Kalani. Yeah. Kalani's got a good, she's got a bright future ahead of her, but right, not this match. She's going to be in there eating pins. I like Fallon Henley too. Fallon Henley is, yeah, she's she's on an upward trajectory too. I, I do believe they're changing her up, they're changing her look up a little bit too. I mean, yeah, you know, she she could be getting ready to break out. Uh, I think Josh Briggs definitely getting ready to break out. So, and unfortunately, of the three. Uh, 
uh, what's his uh, their tag team partner. He's the only one not in this match, not in either one of these matches. So yeah, uh, but I can't think of his name right I now. I can't either. think of his name either. It's just it's I normally can. I'm just drawing a blank because I'm old. But uh, Brooks Jensen. Yeah, there Brooks we go. Jensen. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's Blair Davenport's time. I think they. I, I think going forward, you have a babyface champion. You you need a good heel challenger, and Blair Davenport gives that to you. Yeah, I agree. Um, this list of matches I'm reading can't be or- in order because there's no way they're going to put Ilya Dragunov and Baron Corbin in the middle of the card. No. For the NXT Championship, that's got to be the main event. Mm-hmm. But that's the next match on my list is Dragunov versus Corbs. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, and I don't think Corbs. I don't think Corbs is going to win the championship. But stranger things have happened. I mean, can you imagine an NXT champion Baron Corbin? Could you imagine? I, stranger things have happened. It, do they want to move Ilya up? Do they want to get him up on the main roster? Uh, there's a lot. I mean, of, there's there's been the rumblings for a lot long of rumblings. They want there's Imperium. a lot of rumblings. Yeah, a lot of rum, uh, rumblings that they're going. He's going to join Imperium. And they're still doing the whole dysfunction between Imperium members. Right. And so I mean, it might be coming. It could be. Uh, I don't see it. Not yet. It's too random right now. Because yeah. there's no pay per view until January. Yeah, I, I don't. I they're don't, not gonna. We're not gonna bring him in on a random weekday. But no, no, I don't. I don't see it yet. I don't think it's time yet. I, that's why maybe I don't think for like takeover. Do they still do takeovers before Rumble? Yeah. So maybe then maybe. bring him in after Rumble. Maybe. Now the one thing, the one the one thing going it, Corpse has going for him in this match is he does have a win over Ilya Dragunov clean. He beat him clean. Well, that definitely means he's not going to win. Which, uh, he beat him clean on the episode of NXT a few months back. So, which definitely means he's not going to win. So they said if anybody this... gets a clean victory over somebody like that in that way, they never win again. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't win again. That is the formula WWE likes to do. That's why I don't. I mean, they'll win again points. eventually, just not within the feud. Yeah, I should be more specific. They're never going to not win again ever, but. Uh, Dom versus Dragon Lee. Apparently, it's going to be with Rhea and with Ray. With Rhea and that... with Ray, yes, it is. But, but Ray's all beat up. Yeah, yeah, Ray's. Uh, I can't get involved. I think I want to say Dragon Lee's going to win the championship. Oh, yeah, they're definitely taking it off of Dom. Yeah, I think it's coming. The off time of Dom. has come. I think it's coming off of Dom. I I think it's it's. But do uh, they do it with Dragon Lee? Because I feel like they've brought Dragon Lee up. They have brought Dragon Cause Lee because because it, it wasn't supposed to be Dragon Lee. No, it wasn't it was supposed, supposed to be, be Wesley. Supposed match, to be Wesley. Yeah, apparently he has, has back, a neck issue has, or yeah, back surgery. Back surgery. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I feel like Dragon Lee. So Lee's now maybe win I'm it. not sure. Yeah, I feel like Dragon Lee's going to win it. It wouldn't surprise me if Dom holds on because because they love the Judgment Day holding on to all the visual they love the visualization of of the entire Judgment Day having a championship. If this match was still Wesley though, it would be coming off. Of yes, Dom. yes. If it's still Wesley, one hundred percent is coming off of Dom. But I don't know that since it's Dragon Lee, I don't know that it is. Yes, I can't I can't decide now. Because I feel like the plan was probably always to take it off of Dom at this point. Yeah, he's had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
it's not really having that much of an impact anymore. Dom has shown he's ready for a main roster mid uh, mid uh, mid card belt. Dom he's been a tag champion. He's no. been this mid card title. Dom has shown he's ready for it in a singles capacity. He's he's ready for it. No, I agree. Just there's so many people for the mid card titles right now. Mm -hmm. Both of them. Once you get it off of Logan yeah, Paul, you got a lot of competition in there. Um, ooh, that'll be a good match. Roxanne Perez and Keanu James in a steel cage match. Mm -hmm. Yep. <coughs> you can talk that'll about be good. you can talk about uh, Roxanne Perez is a prodigy. I ain't said nothing else about her. She's just that good. Oh, she's very good. Keanu James has come a thousand miles in a little bit of no time. I like her though. I like her too. Trained by, she's trained at Flatbacks. Good for her. Yep. That's a good place to be trained. Yep, she was trained at Flatbacks. And, uh. And Roxanne, she's the one, she was uh, trained by Booker School, right? Yeah, she was trained by Booker down there at, uh, down there in Houston. She was trained. He gets, he gets all proud Papa when she wins matches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. But now, I believe there's going to be a little twist with this match. Yeah, I think there is too. From what little, I haven't been following a lot of NXT watching it every week i'm i swear i say this every week but i will try to get back into it one of these days but i follow it very closely on twitter and i believe there's been some teases of a return coming and i think it's gonna be cora jade yeah because you know you're always gonna have cora and roxanne linked uh-huh cora and roxanne will forever be linked like uh kind of like bailey and sasha banks they forever be linked yep uh yeah i think we're gonna see cora Cora back very soon. Which good. I love Cora Jade. Cora Jade's such a... She's, she's such a... so talented for her she age. Is, she is. She's really good. God damn. Wish I could be a third as talented as her at anything in my life, and I'd be happy. But yeah, no, so I'm... I'm ex Cora might be the thing that could make me start watching NXT again. I'm, 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 of, really I'm of the belief... I'm of the belief that Keanu James is going to win because of Chicaner. Because of... We got shenanigans from Core Jade or somebody else. Yeah. A loss. Uh, Roxanne Perez taking a loss at this point doesn't hurt her. No. Not at in all. this way either. At all. No. Not in this way either. A, a, an interference loss doesn't hurt anybody. Um, And then you have Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King. Give me Brian Pillman Jr. in this one. Something just tells me, yes. Yeah, something just tells me that Trick Williams is gonna—he's gonna mess around here and cost and, and cost Carmelo Hayes this match. It's just—it's just—it's just a inkling I have. So give me Alexis King, give me Brian Pillman. I've heard he's been a little underwhelming. He has been a little bit. They—they. They, I don't they, know if that was just because people put too much hype on him because they need of who his father was. Yeah, they need to heat him up a little bit. So this is a good way to do it. You gotta heat him up a little bit. Loss here doesn't hurt Carmelo and it pushes the, it, it pushes forward the story of him and Trick Actually, eventually turning them into you can't hurt you can't you can't hurt Carmelo Carmelo Hayes at all. Nah. He he's got he he has got star written all over him. But uh, it, it pushes forward it, you you give a little bit of a push to a new guy and you're giving uh and you're forwarding the story between Carmelo and Trick, which would come into play later on in the Iron Survivor match. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, no, that's a good looking show. It is a good looking show. Maybe check it out. It is a good looking show. Got some free time tomorrow night. Maybe I'll watch it. Um, Alright, now war games. War games. Made me so fucking sad they didn't use Regal. I could have. needed Regal to come out at the beginning of that show and just scream war games and then go away. That's all I needed. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it to me, god damn it. But no, I mean, I was intrigued by this show from start to finish, so. I thought it was a good show, top to bottom. I thought it was a really good show. I put the poll up. Let me go find it. This was like two weeks ago now. I think I put the poll up. Yeah. Um, 80% of the people voted 7 to 10 stars for Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really good show. I yeah. thought it was really good. And I'm going to say it. I think the women's war games match was better than the men's. It was. I'm going to say it now. It was. It and was that was better. what opened our show. Mm-hmm. And god damn. Those girls killed it. It probably wasn't my favorite women's war games match, but it was my favorite match of the night, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely the uh damage control. The new incarnation of damage control is really the story that they told. Mm-hmm. Bailey taking those bullets for every member of the team. Right. Was Huge. Yeah, Bailey taking all the ta Bailey taking all the shots, but in the end, Bailey took the loss, and right. that's all that matters. But I think what this will do is, when not if when they do this turn, and it's coming, you can see it if you watch it. I tonight, think that's going to help definitely come. Babyface Bailey come back. The fact that she took all these bullets, and oh, she's been helping them the ne the next two weeks. She helped Kyrie last week. She helped Oscar tonight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, though. You can see the look on their faces. They are visibly annoyed by Bailey. And but, Bailey knows speaking it. of watching their faces, last week, did you watch Dakota Kai's face when EO came up and said, you stay backstage? Yes. Dakota looked a little bit surprised. And before that, she had been, you know, are you okay, Bailey? You know, just being very concerned for Bailey. Uh-huh. If you know, she was almost kind of dressed like Bailey last week. Uh huh. You still can't 100% convince me that Dakota is not all in on what the team is doing. I think she's not 100% in the loop. Well, I can. I'm still unsure because this week kind of then threw a wrench in it because it was Dakota that told Bailey to stay in the back this week. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, well, God damn it, there goes everything I had in my head for last week. Because I watched Dakota be concerned and caring towards Bailey. Because they'd gone out and done that promo without her. And they were getting ready to go out without her again. And then Dakota was, you know, are you okay? Being very, you know, soft and gentle with Bailey. And then EO comes up and says, you stay back here. And Dakota was kind of like, wait, what? But then this week, it was Dakota telling Bailey to stay back. So I was like, god damn it. You're messing with my mind. I don't know what to think. And I know that's the point, but come on. Well, But I'm, I'm still not 100% convinced. I'm... 60-40 this week that Dakota's not 100% involved or in the know of what's going on with Kyrie, Eo, and Asuka's plans. Well, see, Bailey, Bailey knows. Bailey's picking up on all the awkwardness. 
Oh, so for sure. She's picking up on it. She says she knows something's not right. And I think that's why she keeps trying to. And prove that's why herself. she tries to keep trying to prove herself because she knows that she knows that she's on the outside looking in right now. And in the end, it's not going to help her because Oscar doesn't like her. No. Kyrie doesn't like her. No. And she's done enough to EO over the last year to where EO's like. Help. I think EO still respects her though. Yeah. Because they've got a history. I mean, you already, we already know the history with Kyrie and Bailey is not good. Mm-hmm. Bailey put Kyrie, you know, quote unquote, on the shelf for two years. Yep. Or whatever, and she left WWE. Mm-hmm. Bailey and Oscar have maybe never gotten along. I don't, I don't think remember. they've ever gotten along. But I think EO will still always have a soft spot for Bailey. But there's a lot more history between her and Kyrie and Asuka. Right. That she will go with them regardless. Yep. There's a lot a lot of history between those three women. And I mean, she's gotten what she needed out of Bailey. Mm-hmm. They... She's got the women's championship right now. Mm-hmm. Bailey has gotten her as far as Bailey can get her. Yep. Bailey has served her purpose. Bailey has served her purpose. So now it's the Joshi girls who have all this history. They're basically like sisters, all three of them together. Right. Because their history suggests that. And they've talked about that. And they've talked about that, yeah. And, you know, Asuka's tagging up with EO's sister and EO. And, you know, they're, they're all interconnected. They're all intertwined together. Right. They're all like they're 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 basically family, and then you have Bailey who has manipulated, who has basically burned bridges, and put EO in situations that EO shouldn't really have been in as a champion, and right. especially Bailey bef- opened her mouth and volunteered EO for a lot of shit. Right. So now here we go. Now they're all looking at Bailey like they don't trust Bailey. They don't want Bailey there. And poor Bailey's catching on to this and she's just trying to show that she's a team player and it's almost like it's almost like the Sami Zayn thing with the bloodline. Oh, it's very much very like that. similar to what Sami Zayn went through. Except Sami wasn't the leader. See, Bailey's a leader on the outs. Sammy right. was never a leader. Sammy, Sammy was just, just wanted to be part of the family. He just wanted to be a part of the family. It's almost kind of like that, where he, Sammy proved himself and proved himself and proved himself, and it still wasn't good enough for Roman. And now it's now Bailey's proven herself and proven herself and proven herself, and it's still not good enough for these girls. I don't think it's so much that she's proved herself and not been good enough, but I think it's just her usefulness has run out. Right. They don't need her. She got EO the championship. <laughs> yeah, they but don't they don't need she, her anymore. You know, reach that, you know, they're at the top. Yeah, they 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 don't need her anymore. Right. The, the turn's coming. And Bailey has nobody. Bailey has no friends. I I said that's why I'm still I think they'll keep Dakota with her. Cuz I think Bailey on her own just won't be quite enough. She needs somebody like Dakota. And I think Dakota's you know, she's in, but not in in. Oh, I don't know. We'll see how. I think it's, it'll just. We'll have to see. We'll see how far it. Dakota's in. We'll see how if Dakota spent a lot of time in Japan. She she knows how to speak Japanese, so we'll we'll see how far Dakota's in. Last week, I was a hundred fucking percent convinced she wasn't in. This week, I'm sixty forty, because they're 
toying with me. God damn them. But no, yeah, I. It's still kind of one of my favorite things going on on SmackDown right now. Is now damage control, not the bloodline. It's damage control now. Uh, then you had Gunther and Miz, which was fucking fantastic. Which we said it would be. Mm-hmm. Said it would be. It was a fantastic match. Did everything it should do. Mm-hmm. It, people were pumped by it. Gunther retained, which we knew would happen. It was a fucking fantastic match. And then the next match was Santo and Dragon Lee. God Did exactly dang. what we said they should do. What a match that was. Burned the house down in under eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Santos got the pin, which is what he needed. Yes, he should have. Santos is a hot heel right now. Very mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, Sant- crowds do not like Santos no, right now. No, he has gotten he's getting a and lot of heat everywhere, and he's winning the, every match. It's heat. not go away heat; it's the no, right kind. It's of the right heat. kind so of it's, heat. It's, they're doing it right. They hate his. They're guts. doing it right with Santos. They hate his guts, and I love to see it for him because he's so he's so much better of a heel than what he is a babyface anyway. And then Rhea defeated Zoe. Thank God. Mm-hmm. It's not the time. It's not the time. No, not the time for Zoe Stark yet. She'll have it one day, though. She'll have her time one day. One day. One day she'll have it, but it's not right now. And then you had your men's War Games match, which the story of the night was, hey, no one's heard from Randy. What the fuck is going on? Will Randy show up? Jay was blaming himself. He's not showing up because I'm here. Blah, 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 blah. Uh But when it came down to it, I hear voices. Yep. Randy showed up. Randy was Randy was clutch. God damn, that place blew up for Randy. Mm-hmm. Randy's clutch. And then he comes in, and they do have the little, him and Jay do have a little stare-off. But then Jay took a bullet for Randy, didn't Jay he? Jay took a bullet yeah. for him, yep. Jay took a mm-hmm. bullet for him, and then uh, they, uh, after the match was over, they hugged in the middle of the ring. All is good between Jay and Randy. Before we hit the next thing, though, uh-huh. the spot that they did where they all hit the through the rope DDT, uh-huh. gorgeous. Oh, then I got to go back to the women's spot. war game match. They all hit that drop kick. The timing on that was perfect. Mm-hmm. When they hit the like five way drop kick, oh yeah, they had everyone sitting in the circle. The war so games good. matches are f- so fun. They're, they were they're clean. Yeah, yeah, they do it. They're a lot of fun, and. Uh, they use the cage properly. EO coming off her in a trash can. We've seen that before. She does that every time. And she does that. It's, she it's does it every classic. time she's in a war match. It's, that's her signature spot in a war match game. That, yeah. that war games match. I liked their way of cooking the trash can to the thing, and she drug it up, and mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fun. One of my favorite things, though, was fucking Kyrie. I forgot about this until now. Typical crowd, you know. We want tables. You know, give us tables. Mm-hmm. She would go into the ring and they would cheer and she would pull out a different weapon. She pulled and out this damn trash can lid. Yeah. She pulled out this fucking trash can lid that was like extra, extra, extra large. They, they were popping when every time she'd go into the ring and then she'd come back up something, they'd boo. She'd go back under, they'd pop. She'd come back up, they'd boo, and she never got the table. Nope. Fucking perfect way to play that crowd. It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was... It, uh, they, it's, the product is so much better now that Triple H is over creative. 
mm-hmm. and he's not having a, a, an out of touch old man come behind him and tear up the script. I mean, it's not so much that; it's just the little nuanced freedoms. Yes, that people feel that they have mm-hmm. now. It's the small things. The small things. The small things go a long way. It's not scripted down to the minute details. Yeah. And that helps. Mm-hmm. For certain people. It's not going to work for everybody. But for Kyrie to go in there and play the crowd like that, genius. Yeah. Genius. But uh, anyways, back to the men's match. It was fine. It was a good match. I, th- I thought the women's match, I think, was a little bit better. This one felt a little wonky at times at times and I don't know if that was because of the off balanceness until Randy came out but maybe so kind of sort of I don't know I don't know what it was there was just something that was a little felt off about this match for a little while but I mean it was good not gonna take away how good it was but you know, I just want to say I I, I want to give JD JD McDonough a ton of credit for taking that face first bump off the top of the cage for that Him RKO. Him the neck brace the next night was classic. <laughs> taking that RKO, doing a just laid out doing a, a face first bump off the top of the cage. That was that was that took some guts. Let me just say that that took guts. Uh, yeah, JD's a good kid. I like him a lot. Bobblehead. Yeah. Funko Pop. <laughs> Anywho, Randy finally shows up. Good guys get the win. Drew leaves pissed. If you saw the footage. Yep, Drew's mad. Drew's mad because Judgment Day didn't hold up their end. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to he didn't get kill Jay. Jay. He didn't get killed Jay. He's mad Judgment Day didn't hold up their end. I like what they're doing with Drew. Yeah, Drew's the ultimate tweener right now. You know, he, he is... He's right on that edge of... Of being a heel, but he's but he's grounded. He's still granted his beliefs. Mm-hmm. He still believes he's a good person, and, and you know right. he and people. If you follow the story, you know the reason why he's doing the things he's doing. Right. He's just not damn going off and just becoming a heel for no fucking reason. You know why he's doing it, and it, and it's, it, I mean, it's good reasoning. And it's good reasoning too. He's got their solid, legitimate reasoning and why behind why he's doing the thing he's doing. Drew McIntyre is a good per- good dude that's doing bad things. Right. And oh God, that match he had with Sammy. Oh, him and Sammy so tore it down. Tore it down. I was so excited for that match. So as soon as they announced that match, I was like, oh, fuck, that's going to be good. Give me, give me Drew and Sammy anytime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have a bad match with either of those guys no. and put them together and it's gold. No, you can't. No, both those guys are going to have a great match with each other. And then the whole story of him killing Sammy afterwards this week. God, so uh, good. But anyways, we're not getting to the big point of the fucking show yet. Nah, everybody was upstaged by CM Punk. Holy shit. I was actually legit shocked. I mean, Hell Has Frozen Over is the perfect tagline for CM Punk's return. Mm-hmm. Because goddamn. They should name it a pay-per-view, Hell Frozen Over. The first pay-per-view he's on really probably should be called that. Hell Frozen Over. That's what they should, I mean, seriously, that's what they should call it. If they didn't have the Rumble coming up in January, maybe they should change the name of the February pay-per-view to Hell Frozen Over and put CM Punk in the damn main event. 
you know, like they you know they like to do it sometimes. They could have Royal Rumble, Hell is Frozen Over. Hell Frozen Over. They like to put the little taglines on the at least they used to. Mm -hmm. I don't think they do it anymore, but I just ugh. I'm trying to not be too upset about it because I trust Triple H. Well, apparently, 100%. apparently there's a behavior clause in CM Punk's contract. And that is why I trust Triple H. Because he is not just going to blindly let this man come back with his history. No. But... There has to be some sort of no-strike policy. Mm -hmm. You are towing a very thin line clause in his contract. Right. There has for to Triple be. Because, I mean, it, from what I heard, that contract did not get signed until that morning. So there must have been a lot of debate, negotiation, and discussions before this contract was signed that day. Oh, I'm sure. Because it was signed day of, apparently. And just, I'm going to trust in Triple H. I'm just going to ignore everything CM Punk does. Like, I was not listening to a word he said tonight, looked up, and he was still fucking talking. So I had to text some people, like, what the fuck is this man even talking about? It is a good promo. Uh, it, I expect good promos from CM Punk now. Well, yeah, he does give good promos. I'm not going to deny him that. But that doesn't mean I'm going to listen to him. The part I, I, I caught on to the part where we are talking about people hitting and Kevin Owens and something. But he said him apparently he, he, said, he said him and Kevin Owens was a lot alike. That's what he said. To a degree, maybe. Yeah, to a degree they are. Yeah, to a degree. And I don't think Kevin Owens is a trash human being that turns on all of his friends, but... No, Kevin would never do that. He is... Not, not very, in real life. very loyal. Not in real life. No, not in real life. He is very loyal to his friends. I'm, I'm talking real life. Real trash life, yeah. Oh, no. But... But honestly, I'm going to say, I think my favorite return so far are fucking truth. Our truth. Our truth <laughs> acting like a member of the Judgment Day has become the favorite part of my week. He got that powder God. donut all over right now. He got that God. powder all over that couch. That was hilarious. I love that man. I have missed that man. And now he is back, gracing my TV every week, doing what he does best, and just being our fucking truth. But I, honestly, I'm, serious, I'm serious when I say I think he's been my favorite return that happened in Survivor Series. was our truth Well, you know, our truth is always like two pay-per-views behind. Oh, yeah. He's always two pay-per-views behind. So I, th I think he's, well, he was what, talking about war games. At being in a war games match last on Monday, on Monday night or something, two Mondays night or two Monday night ago or something like that. Oh God, I just love him, and him acting like he's part of the Judgment Day. It's just it's gold. It's perfect. This is the role that our truth needs to be, and, and they're perplexed. They don't know how to deal with it, and that's what makes it so good. I can't wait for Finn to be back and deal with our truth next week. It's gonna be so good. So good. God, I love. Ugh. Truth. No matter what that man does, it's perfect. It is. It's he's great. He he's got uh he that's how that's how he's able to be in his mid fifties and still be in WWE. Mm-hmm. And still and but he doesn't look like he's in his mid fifties. He looks like he, he looks like the same truth. He that, looks better than he did when he debuted with Road Dog. Eh, he looks, I'm gonna say it. I think he looks better now than he did back in fucking nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. He doesn't age. He doesn't no. age. The man doesn't age. He legitimately, he's been legitimately, he's been 30 years old for 20 years now. Right. And here I am feeling like I'm 70. Yeah, he doesn't age. I mean, he's one of those people, he could have a career forever and not set foot in the ring again. Yeah. Just come out and do what he does. 
just annoy the shit out of people and not realize he's doing it and just be a nuisance. Oh, he, he definitely, he's definitely a nuisance. But in the best way but possible. In the, yeah, he doesn't, he, he, he's totally oblivious to the fact that people hate his guts. Totally God, oblivious to him. it. I love him. God, I'm so glad he's back. He makes me laugh every week. I mean, my favorite thing is always going to be him coming in to join, I think it was a rumble. And he grabbed a ladder and set it up and tried to go get yeah. the money in the break briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> That's always going to be one of my, you know, just the whole, my bad, y'all, my bad. Oh, my bad. No, truth, you're not in this match. I think he's the only one that's ever been able to break probably every person he's been in the ring with and probably not get in trouble for it. Yeah. Because Vince has always loved Truth. Yeah. They've always been close and tight-knit. And that's because Truth makes him laugh. It's because Truth makes him laugh. I mean, him breaking Brock Lesnar will forever go down in history. It's one of the best moments ever. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was Boombox Brock. God, I love Truth. Boombox Brock. I, 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 Boombox Brock was good. Boombox Brock was good. But, man. Man. I just... Oh, I love Truth. I have missed him. He was gold. Still gold. He needs to... They need to do something where he brings back the 24-7 championship and then wonders why no one's chasing him. <laughs> that would be perfect. Because, you know, he doesn't realize that it's been, it you know, yeah, it doesn't realize let go, no one uses it anymore, and he just happens to find it, and, you know, I got my baby back, and wonders why the hell no one cares and is wanting to chase him. Yeah. Starts running every time he sees somebody, and then they don't chase him. Mm-hmm. Oh. He'll just randomly come down and run around the ring like he used to do. Even though no one's chasing him. Nobody's chasing him. Oh, it would be so perfect. Book it, WWE. Book it. You can have it. You don't need to pay me. Just do it. God damn, I love R-Truth. Okay. Enough about R-Truth. But, you know, CM Punk. We'll see how it goes. I think for sure he will play nice, at least until Mania. To get a Mania paycheck, and then we'll see if it, he slips or if he's turned a new leaf and will be professional. I think he does want that Mania, Mania main event because he's never had it. So I think he does He does want it. The only way he's going to get it, though, is win the Rumble. Yeah, and he's going he's gonna to be the one that now wins the Rumble, goes up against Seth. Yeah. But do they put a title on him? They could. I mean, we've seen what happens when he gets titles put on him. He's always hurt again. Now, that's going to be the other side of this thing, is if he can stay healthy. Because, I mean, he was injured how many times in AEW? He was pretty beat up in AEW. You know, it, it, yeah. I feel like he would get injured, come back, get injured, come back. He's pretty. He stayed pretty beat up. That could be he wasn't used to the grind of things. I mean, that's for sure. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying not to be too upset. I'm not going to like the man. I'm not going to, I don't know. I'm just going to ignore him. He's he's my new mute button now that scene is gone. CM Punk probably gets the mute button. Or else I just start scrolling Instagram or TikTok or something when he's on my TV and not listening like I did tonight. 
Because goddamn, he talked a long time. The part that it, he says little things that kind of annoy me every now and again. Like he said tonight, you know, I'm not the end of the show. You know, you guys chant for me as much as you want. You know, I don't care. I'm not going to get my time cut. Because he didn't, you know, it's like he said, I don't give a fuck if I get other people's time cut, though, either. He just, he throws in these little snippet of things that I'm just kind of like, yeah, there's the CM Puck that I don't like. You still with me? I am still with you. Okay. I was just listening to you. I, I was just listening to you. Now, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm on reserve judgment because it's a new place, it's a new day, and all that good jazz and all that, uh, all that thing. Um, I'm a reserve judgment to when, you know, he might be a model citizen in WWE, knowing it's his last shot. He wants that WrestleMania gonna, main event. It's, he, he's probably going to be a model citizen for a little while. I'm going to trust in Triple H. That's where I'm putting all my faith. Is yeah. That Triple H, you get it done. Triple H isn't Tony Khan. No. Tony's a little bit of a pushover. He wants to be friends with everybody. Yeah. Hence, I think the line that Punk said, I'm not here to make friends. Mm-hmm. I'm here to make money. But I think... You know, at least for a little while, I think it's going to work. Because I I don't think Triple H would sign him without a fuck around and find out clause. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's got to be, yeah, there is a behavior clause in his contract. You know, he can't, you know, it's not going to be a AEW thing where he's got too much power. and He's trying to tell everybody else how to do their matches. Right. They're not going to be making another show just for this man because he can't get along with people. Well, you know, I think you know, if he would have handled the uh, Jungle Boy situation a little differently, oh, he'd might... still be an AEW. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, you, know, you there, there's you they moved go... on from Brawl Out. I think he would have been fine if he just kept himself in line, like you said, handled the Jungle Boy situation differently. Well, you know, he could have. Uh, it's one of those deals where you you can offer advice, like man, did. Man, you sure you want to do that with uh, regular glass? Because that cuts you up pretty bad. You put that, put uh, sugar glass in there; it, don't, it won't hurt you. And yeah, you know, then you leave it up, Jungle Boy. And then you say, "Oh, okay, well, cool, man." But I'm just saying, you know, it t- it's a lot less. You do you, bro. You do you, man. That's, I'm just, you know, trying to help you out. You know, just trying to help you out and extend your career a little bit. Right. But he don't know how to talk to people. No. So when you call somebody a fucking dumbass. For using real glass, which you probably are. Yeah. I mean, if Never not mind. He, a little bit of a I dumbass mean, move. Yeah, but. he is right. It's just the way he went about it. Right. And that's why, that's where the shit started. It's just, yeah. it, he was right. And then instead of offering advice and say, hey, you know, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't do it this way because that real glass can fuck you up I would do it this way I put sugar glass in there that way it doesn't hurt that way it won't mess you up so bad right yeah because you know I mean with real glass anything go wrong that shit shard and sticking you back and you fuck you know but uh he just went about the wrong way even though he might have been right I mean there's being right and then there's being a dick and then there's thinking that your opinion is the only pen in the matter right and being a dick about it. 
yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you don't put yourself on that high of a pedestal that I don't know. I'm never gonna like CM Punk. Nothing that they do is ever gonna make me like CM Punk. But I'm gonna trust Triple H and just let Punk ride and see what happens. Yeah, that's all I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna trust. Yeah, I'll trust Triple H on this. Trust the process in WWE. I was initially angry and pissed off, as was my group chat that I text with whenever there's events going on, and everybody was pretty livid. Well, two out of three of us. One of them, she's a punk fan, but not a fan of him as a human. So she's kind of on the fence. But two of us were pretty livid. I've calmed down since then, because I do, I trust Triple H. I know he's not going to put his locker room in harm's way, put other talent ahead of CM Punk. And he's not going to let CM Punk get away with bullshit. Nope. So I think... With that in mind, hopefully things go better. Because I, I just want to see locker rooms thrive and shows do good. Because I think, you know, before Brawl Out, AEW was fucking hot. Yes. Brawl Out took a lot of wind out of their sails. Mm -hmm. sure they did. gained some of it back, but then there was more drama. And I think they've had a lot of trouble recovering from the second bout of drama. It's it's here's another reason why I believe that it, it will work in WWE. CM Punk doesn't have to go around and be there for the young guys. Right. He doesn't have to do that. He, no, they've got enough other people to do they've that. They've got enough 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 they got enough in WWE to do that. AEW, he had to kind of do that because, you know, that, you know he's one of the vets. You know, he could show the young guys how to do it right. CM Punk is not a leader like that. No. So, yeah, I think it'll work because he doesn't have to, he doesn't feel like he has to go out on a limb to talk to whoever because you just don't have that many, you don't have that many of them up on the main roster. Right. They're all pros. They're all, they're all pros, and they've been pros for years. And then they've got a good system, though, when they do bring people up. I mean, they kind of seem to have gone away from it a little bit. Because, I mean, I guess Dragon Lee's attached to Ray. Well, I'll still count that. And Carlito, LWO. He's got the guiding hands. Because mm -hmm. I liked what they were doing. Like, putting... Butch and um, Ridge with Seamus. Yeah. When they were kind of teaming these up and coming guys with a person who we know and is established for those of us that, or, you know, not those of us, but people who don't necessarily watch NXT every week and might not know who some of these people are. Attaching them to somebody like that is not just throwing them into the deep end. No. So I kind of like when they were doing that. They don't, they're not, I guess I haven't really brought very many people up. I mean, they brought up Zoe, but they kind of had her attached to Shayna. So they're still kind of doing it, just not as heavy, but I, I just, they're handling things so much better now. Yeah, they are. Not just throwing people into the deep end, expecting us to attach and like and boo or cheer or whatever them right away. 
but I don't know. God, can we talk about that tag team match real quick that they did? The turmoil? That was good. Tag team turmoil? Yeah. Yeah, great. That was a good match. I'm so pumped that DIY is together again. And the kind of the way slash DIY they've kind of merged that because I've got Candace and Indy and mm-hmm. when they did their Imperium salute with the hands behind their backs in the night, I giggled. Ugh, okay, that's enough. I'm done. I could keep talking all night. What happens when we don't talk for two weeks? Yeah, because we got yeah we got yeah we got had two weeks to make up for. And just a lot has happened with the fallout from War Games and War Games itself and. So recap, what did we learn tonight? We learned that Hardy should should not worry about if they're getting to do anything cool or not. Right. They're just they're not. It's not twenty years ago. War Games was awesome. We, yeah, we War Games was very awesome. War Games was awesome. Both matches. Punk's got a fuck around and find out clause in his contract. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's a very short leash, hopefully. And Roman's back next week. Roman is back next week. It's about damn time. So after all this, all the shit CM Punk talked on Roman tonight, be interesting to hear what Roman has to say in rebuttal. Mm-hmm. Well, been a hot minute since we've seen Roman. Mm-hmm. Been a little bit since we've seen Roman Reigns. It's been Jay and uh, it's been Jay and Solo or Jimmy and Solo holding it down. I mean, have we bloodline. really seen Roman since Jay left? One time. One time. One yeah. time. Yeah, Roman's back next and, week. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting one. It'll be an interesting week. We uh, So next week we will uh, talk about Deadline a little bit. Yep. Anything else that might happen through the week. Yeah, there's some weird stuff that happens in the world of professional wrestling. No. Yeah, lots of it's it. It's so normal. Very normal. You wish it was normal. Refresh my notes so that I'm ready to write down all the normal that happens. All the normal. All the normal. Delete. Delete. <laughs> Delete. That's the last time Matt Hardy is going to be relevant. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But we're out of here. Yeah. We're out of Good here. talk. Good talk. Good talk. Hour and, hour and 22 minutes. Hey, we went a little over this week, but... I'd say a little, more than a little. You're getting overtime out of us. Almost a pot and a half. Uh-huh. Getting overtime out of us. I like a good overtime. Yeah. We had two weeks to make up for it. Yeah. So, so we had a lot to talk about. Anyway, You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, we're out of here, though. We're out of here for this week. Hope y'all... We'll be back. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Regularly scheduled time. Yeah, regular schedule, regular scheduled time. At least for football season time. Yeah. We'll see what happens after football, football season. season. Yeah, after football season, I think it, 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 it's definitely. It, I don't. I kind of like doing the Friday. Yeah, the Friday. Well, you know. So it gives it this. That gives the week the chance to happen. Yeah, wrestling. yeah, it does. It gives the uh, gives everything a chance to play out. But uh, yeah, we're out of here. It depends on schedules. It does. It depends on schedules. Right here. Y'all have Enjoy your week, everybody. Yeah, y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye.